I'm Mary Angela Abeo, and this is the Face to Faces podcast, a conversation series that provides a platform focusing on the LGBTQ and POC communities and their allies in the areas of activism, politics, mental health, arts and entertainment, and community, where we discuss the human experience in our ever-changing world. The goal of this space is to remind you that while you may have moments where you feel isolated or alone, there is always an incredible community of people here that is safe. We all connect to people at our deepest pains and our greatest joys. And in this space, we're here for those moments and everything in between. I'm so glad you're here. Take a seat next to me. It's always open. Now, let's lean in. Okay, I am so excited to have my guest today, Xavier, aka Sleepy Moon Astro on Twitter and Instagram. Xavier uses he, him pronouns, is a practicing astrologer and a forever student of the stars. They are from State College, Pennsylvania, and was raised in San Diego, California, and currently lives in Las Vegas. Um, They've been studying astrology since the age of 16 and started at the time of their Saturn return professionally, that is, and uh, have done readings for hundreds of people all over the world and are still looking forward to doing them for hundreds more. But I found them on Instagram when I was looking for an astrology reading, and I don't pay for astrology readings very often because I'm a cynical Capricorn bitch and I just don't trust people. (laughs) And there was something about their energy that I was just drawn to, and the reading blew my mind. And of course, now I want them to be my personal astrologer on the road with me when I start doing TED Talks. Like, this is what needs to happen. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Em. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to come talk about the stars. I know. So today it's going to be our full astrology episode. We're going to talk about the full moon that just happened. We're going to talk about what everybody's feeling in this full moon. And then maybe talk about that new moon after it. So how? first of all, before we do anything, how are you? You know, we're in a weird time right now. And the mm-hmm. world is kind of in a rumble. And, you know... Uh, as a Virgo, I'm sure like the anxiety is kind of underneath hidden because most Virgos do that. You know, we tend to veil. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I'm doing pretty good. Like, you know, I'm, I'm swimming. Like, you know, we're all in these, these karmic waters doing as best we can. I feel like I'm, I'm keeping myself afloat. It's like I'm, I'm taking note of the different ways that I'm feeling. You know, as Aries moon people, we might be feeling a little more intense. Our ruler Mars is also in the sign of Aries. So like, you know, I've definitely been feeling that intensity in my mind. It's like, we talked about it earlier. I've been feeling more of a need to move, more of a need to like, you know, dance, to act, to get involved physically. And like, you know, that's helped me to process a lot of the emotions whenever I start to feel stuck. Mm. So, so you're you know, I permission to like dance out like yeah. everywhere. Okay, good. That Aries mm-hmm. moon is like. Absolutely. Like, you know, if they don't want to dance with you, then it's not their party. Living my Robin (laughs) moment, dancing on my own. It's fine. (laughs) Mm. Well, how is the full moon for you? Because I feel like this moon is intense and maybe we can talk about what people are experiencing right now in this moon because, you know, we're in the middle of a viral pandemic of a racial pandemic 
all around us. It's a lot. Right. Like, so this year, like, you know, a lot of astrologers were already talking about the fact that 2020 was going to be, um, you know, a pretty intense year. Like, and that's ultimately because the year is, is very much governed by Saturn. So it's like we have a lot of like, you know, our big players in Saturn, our slow moving bodies are in, um, are in Saturn ruled constellations. So it's like when we look at Pluto, Pluto moves very slow. Pluto's presently in the sign of Capricorn. Pluto rules transformation. It rules transitioning things. It also rules hidden power. Right next to Pluto presently, we have Jupiter. Jupiter spends a year in the sign of Capricorn this year. Like, you know, it'll move into Aquarius at some point in 2021, I think maybe in February or March. It's like, but for the year, Jupiter is going to be in the sign of Capricorn. So now Jupiter's under Saturn's control. Pluto's also under Saturn's control. Saturn is in the sign of Capricorn as well, <laughs> up there with Pluto and with Jupiter. So it's like, you know, we knew the year was going to be a bit of a restrictive year. We knew the year was going to like, you know, when you think of Saturn, think Saturn's ring. Think of that as the ring of restriction. Or the I'm ring a Capricorn, of I get it. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, that ring has been placed on us this year, this year in a very large way. Jupiter is our planet of expansion, good luck, opportunity, things like, you know, feeling sort of new, things being allowed to change. When Jupiter goes into the sign of Capricorn, it moves into what's called its fall. And so now Jupiter, when it, though it's responsible for our expansion, our change and our growth, it's like when it moves into the sign of um, Capricorn, growth becomes restricted opportunities are restricted. We have to become more focused. Like, you know, we're bound to some degree in some way. So it's like this year, like, you know, if we're, if we're being focused, if we're deciding to like, you know, um, to, to set ourselves up, to think about our future, like if we're driving towards our ambitions, this can be a really powerful and positive year. If we're, if we're not working with any of the focus or ambition though, like if we're not following Saturn's rules, then this could be a very, very difficult year. It's like another thing that we have going on is Saturn slipped into the sign of Aquarius for a bit. So we got a taste of Saturn and Aquarius. And like, you know, that's going to be a lot of what we're dealing with over the next three years. Saturn moves back into Capricorn via a retrograde. So it's going to stay in Capricorn for the rest of this year. It's like, but it's going to move into Aquarius next year. And so what we're seeing is another Saturnian based year. So right now, a lot of the things that have existed for a long time, a lot of the structures that we have built, those things are starting to crumble. They're starting to get reformed, restructured. And like, you know, it's gonna take a little bit of time to do that. But what we're seeing is the, the, the results, <laughs> the results of a much needed change now beginning to occur. And it's like, you know, that's happening not only like, you know, in our system in this country, like, you know, because of race, because of, you know, the other politics, like, you know, because of capitalism, it's like also because of the way that like, you know, we move through the world and on the earth. It's like coronavirus, I don't think has anything to do with pollution. It's like, but like what we are seeing is that we have to adjust to the way the world works mm -hmm. at a moment's notice. There's now something new that could wipe people out. People have been dealing with diseases since people. Like, you know, some of us make it, some of us don't. And like, you know, that's just a part of the human experience. Like, you know, we're all gonna be born and we're all gonna die. How that happens, like, you know, will be creatively different from you to me. <laughs> But but we all get to we all get to have the experience of birth provided we're here and we'll all have the experience of dying. So it's like now what we're discovering is like, you know, how are we adjusting to new things? Like, you know, how are who are we in these new times? Like, you know, because we know who we are. Maybe we knew who we were in the old system and in the way that things used to be set up. But now we're having to discover who we are in this new part of our story. And that's what a lot of this full moon was about. 
It's like the sun presently is in the sign of Leo. It's like every full moon is about balancing the energy of the sun. It's like as moon plays support to the sun. Sun is what's being created in a moment. It's like moon is helping us with our perspective about what's being created. So it's like right now we have sun in the sign of Leo. That's a great place for the sun. It's really just about celebrating life. Mm-hmm. The celebration of us, our story, who we are as people, like, you know, and, and as individuals, like, you know, my story is X, Y, Z. Am I proud of that? If the answer is no, then we have an opportunity to start telling our story differently. The full moon is here to let us know that, like, you know, my story is going to look different maybe from your story, but your story is no less important than mine and vice versa. It's like the sun is the center of our universe. Like, you know, we see it, it's so bright, it's so yellow. It's like, but you know, after we learn a little bit about like, you know, cosmology, a little bit about astronomy, we find out that every single star in the night sky is a sun at the center of its own universe. And that's what Aquarius rules. Leo is the sun in our solar system. Aquarius is the recognition that each person outside of your world, cause you know, you're the sun in your world. But over there, I see you, I see you, Em, you're a star. <laughs> You're the sun in your own universe with all of your own planets and all of your own things going on. So while it's important that I center myself and my story and that I'm proud of the way that I'm moving, that I honor my individuality, my uniqueness, it's also important that I leave that freedom and that room for other people. It's also important that I let them tell their story the way that they might want to tell their story. So it's like this dynamic between the Leo sun and the Aquarius moon is about me being authentic, me showing up and telling my story as best I can, while also allowing other people that same freedom, that same room. So it's like if you find yourself saying things like, <clears throat> you know, I feel like you just don't let me be myself, or I feel like I just can't say these things to you, you must then ask yourself, when do you promote this behavior? Like, maybe it's not with this person. But when in your life have you made it so that another person might, you know, have a difficult time telling their story to you? When have you made it so that a person maybe should feel like they have to dim their light for you? Like, you know, and then adjust. And what you, when you make that adjustment in yourself, you'll start to have less of that experience with other people. It's like when you come up against it, you'll let people know you're not having it. They'll either change or they won't and they'll get out of your life. It's like, but things will start to rework around you. So it's like during this this full moon, it's really, really just about like, you know, learning to to identify yourself as the center of your story and also to understand that you have the power to create the life that you would want as you're moving. Like, you know, with the power of your expression, with your willpower, but also understand that your story is going to be unique to you. It's like there's no other story you're going to be able to look to and say, those are the exact steps that I'm going to take in order to get from point A to point B, just like that. Like, you know, no one gets to walk exactly the same way that someone else walks. We all take up space perfectly as we do where we stand. And that also means that we're never on the wrong path. I mean, you know, we can't be on the wrong path. We're always just on our path. And right. we like it or we don't. Like, you know, so if at the point you look up and you're like, I don't like my path, make a different decision. Change the direction. Go somewhere else. Who cares if you've been doing it for 10 years? Like, you know, it might take a little bit of a while to mourn things that you've been doing a while that you've decided maybe you don't want to do anymore, but you deserve a life that you'd like to live. And the only person that can give you that is you. So at the moment that you decide you would like a change, make a change for yourself and changes will happen. But until then, like, you know, you might be living the life you built. (laughs) And unfortunately, there are a lot of 
external like stimuli. There are a lot of things like, you know, we're all co-creating this world here together. So there will be things that you experience that you didn't necessarily build yourself, <laughs> but you walk into it. It's like you made a decision to go left. It doesn't make it your fault. Fault isn't really productive thought. It just is what it is. It's like today I went left and I stepped in some dog shit. My dog didn't leave that shit there. <laughs> like, you know, but now it is on my foot. So it's like you have the yeah. opportunity, maybe you couldn't choose to go through that. Like, you know, I mean, maybe you wouldn't have chosen to go through that, but you have an opportunity to choose how you might like to deal with it. And that's what really the the lunar cycle allows for us. Like, you know, the sun is like, oh, we're going to be creating a thing for a month. And then the moon is going to give us each different angle of that thing. Like, you know, when we start off at the new moon, and which is like, you know, I think the 18th. I wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the 18th. Um, when we get to the new moon, the moon and the sun will be in the same place. So like, you know, they'll be doing the same thing. That's when we get sort of like a refresh of, of a certain energy. That's when a certain, that's when we plant the seed essentially is on the new moon. What's interesting about this lunar cycle is that, or really the solar cycle, is that the new moons now are falling at the end of the solar month. Like, you know, so for example, Leo started two weeks ago. <laughs> it's like, but we're not getting a new moon in Leo for another two weeks. Mm. <laughs> And so we're going to get it at the tail end of Leo. So we're going to have to go through the whole experience of Leo without our new moon energy. Mm. <laughs> we'll have to figure it out. And then at the figure end of Leo, we'll get a new moon. And it'll be like, ah, this is really a new energy for Leo right before the sun switches signs. <laughs> I'm here for that, though. I love that because Leo mm -hmm. energy is, I mean, that's my ascending. So Leo mm -hmm. energy is very, um, I get very proud. It allows me to be proud mm -hmm. of myself that, Capricorn humility sometimes for me mm -hmm. to take over. And when I let my Leo take over, I get proud of myself and I can love myself a little bit more. But I did mm -hmm. not know what you said about um, 2020 and about what astrologers were saying before it happened. I was not aware of that. I love that because there are so many of us, I know I'm not the only one, experiencing major transformation. Mm -hmm. Like if, and maybe it's because I'm, my sun sign is, ruled by Saturn that isn't it Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. It is. You're yeah. And then, right. and then also that Pluto and, you know, Jupiter, you said are also in Saturn. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I've got this transformation happening that is like, literally, if you, if the last time you saw me was in March before this quarantine, I'm a different fucking person. I feel that. And that makes a lot of sense for you, particularly because your sun, like, you know, so how we were saying that Jupiter and, and Saturn and Pluto are all over there and the sign of Capricorn is like, that means that those three transit planets are sitting close to your sun. Like our sun is our story. It's our soul. So presently, like in your story, in your soul, near your soul, like you have Saturn, the planet of structure, like, you know, questioning is like, do we like what we've been doing things all the way through this history? And no, then we have Pluto. Right. And then we have Pluto comes and Pluto's like, what would you like me to kill? <laughs> like, you know, what are we destroying? Like, you know, what, what are we shattering? What no longer is going to exist? Let me know what it is. And for you, a part of it was your old image. It's like Pluto, Pluto wrecked it, demolished it. And then Saturn was allowed to build a new structure. So, you know, really for the next, the next, the next part chapter of your life, the next large chapter of your life. And then Jupiter is making it so that like, you know, you can get more opportunity for, from being this way. Jupiter brings good luck. It's like, but Jupiter in the sign of Capricorn is only gonna bring the good luck if you did the work. Right. Like, you know, so you seem like, like what I've gathered from you, it's like, and we've only met very recently, is that like, you know, you chose something for yourself and you like 
laid out the blueprint. You said, this is what we're doing. And you started laying the bricks. <laughs> like, you know, you I am all about work. hard work. I am. I love, mm -hmm. I will work next to you. If I ever have employees, which I don't think I will, because I just can't stand people. But if I ever do, <laughs> I will work next to them because I'm all about the hard work. That's why I love Virgos, your sun sign so much. Virgos work so hard and they're so meticulous and detail oriented that oftentimes I can only work with a Virgo because I know that I can trust them with something. Most of the time I'm that person that will take something over and go, let me do it. You don't know how right. to do it. But Virgos, I can actually <laughs> leave them with it and trust that they're mm -hmm. going to get it done like I would. And that's helpful. Mm -hmm. So we work. We, we have the same Earth work ethic. Community. You know? It's the, it's the Earth. Mm-hmm. So it, what it, is you know, this? It helps the bill. Tell me what this moon means for the other signs. Is there anything that anybody needs to watch out for specifically? Any sign? Well, so the ones like, I mean, really, we can go through the 12. It's like, let's start off with Aries. Okay. So Aries for this full moon, like, you know, Aries, like, it's going to be important that Aries takes a look at, like, their large network circle and the way that they're they're moving in, in how do we say, humanity. <laughs> like, you know, not just, like, because Aries' story is about, like, you know, who am I? <laughs> it's like, but when full moon in Aquarius moves into Aries, like, you know, 11th house, like, you know, or moves into Aquarius as it, as it relates to Aries, Aries now has to start becoming more concerned with who they are in the bigger picture. Like, you know, like, um, have you has a, have you found people that that relate to you, like a group of people where you feel like your uniqueness and their uniqueness can come together? That's essentially what Aries would benefit to be looking to do right now, like over these next couple of days is looking at the friends, looking at the friends, looking at the groups that they're a part of and asking is like, you know, is this the group that like, you know, I feel like reflects me? and what I would like to be doing. And if the answer is no, now you have an opportunity to sort of start to change that, like, you know, to get to, to start reworking your friendship dynamics or maybe just ending some friendships. <laughs> like, and That's then- That do that though. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and then so for Taurus, this is gonna be very much about like, this woman's gonna illuminate whether or not Taurus is happy with their career. Whether or not Taurus is happy with their public image, their reputation, their public standing. Like, you know, if the Taurus people feel like, oh, you know, I'm doing a good job in my life right now, this full moon will feel good. Like, they'll look around and they'll be like, oh, yes, I've been doing the work. If it doesn't, it will feel very much like, um, you know, time to draw up a new plan, time to make some new goals. It's like, essentially, you can know, you'll know what you're, um, what you want to do by what is missing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so if you look up, and you're not happy, ask yourself, why am I not happy? It's because this isn't here. It's like, well, then that's the work. Like, you know, it's like, if it's not here, it's because there's work to do. So Taurus is definitely like, this full moon is going to be illuminate, illuminating their, their career and public life. For Gemini, this is very much going to be affecting, like, you know, <clears throat> their, their ability to grow. So for Gemini, this full moon is going to have a lot to do with whether or not the Gemini person is expanding stepping outside of their own comfort levels, doing things that they've never done before and maybe a bigger way than usual. Because Gemini is known to sort of try things here and there. Like, you know, Gemini is curious. They'll fall down the rabbit holes and such. It's like, but the, this energy for Gemini is more about like, you know, um, like, like, like the broad knowledge. Like for Gemini, this is gonna be a time period where it's like they might wanna focus a little bit more on sociology a little bit more on like, you know, how people are moving around, why people are doing the things that they're doing on a macro scale, as opposed to a micro scale. So like, you know, not just paying attention to the people in your neighborhood, but paying attention to what the people are doing in the world. 
Mm. Like, you know, what's going on in the world presently? Gemini would benefit to be paying attention to that. If they step into that bag, if they pay attention to that, they'll see a lot of good luck, a lot of opportunities. They may have their network expand. Like, you know, this is, this is a positive time for Gemini, this full moon. And then so then we have Cancer. So for Cancer, this is kind of a, um, this is a more difficult full moon. <laughs> I know, poor little emotional Cancers. Right, this full moon is illuminating, especially for Cancer Ascend in their eighth house. And so for Cancerian energies, they could be seeing a lot of radical change and transformation now. Like, you know, a lot of sudden shifts. And if they haven't seen the sudden shift yet, they could have the haunting feeling that something like that's going to happen. The best thing for Cancerian people to be doing right now is to be asking themselves, like, you know, okay, what am I afraid of? Do I have any shame in my spirit or in my bag? Mm. Like, you know, because if I do, these things are going to be warping my decision-making. And right now the Cancerian energy is really sensitive. So it's like, you know, if you're making decisions based in fear, understand that these decisions are gonna have lasting consequences and the consequences might be, they might not be in alignment with what you want. It's like, so it's better now to decide to actively face the fear, like, you know, address the shame. Cause the moment that you address shame, it moves from being shame to the, you know, to, to something that's empowering you. Now it's not something that's holding you back. It's something that you can face. It's something that you can deal with. You can process that through. You can let go of the stuff that you don't need. Keep the stuff that you do, like, you know, the lessons learned. And then you can transition. Because <laughs> the next full moon that we experience is going to be more of a lucky time for the Cancerians. But right now you're going through the clearing. <laughs> like, you know, things are kind of being blown up. <clears throat> so then for Leo, this time is going to be very much about partnership for Leo, this full moon. Like, you know, so for Leo, it's like, you know, the instinct may be to ask yourself, <clears throat> is that person doing what I want them to do for me? <laughs> it's like, but another question that you might want to be asking is like, you know, what kind of partner are you? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, people, when we talk about partnership, become very concerned with, um, you know, oh, I need this person to do this and to be that way. And they have to show up for me in these ways, which is fine. Have your, have your um, how do I say, your preferences the things that you might like to happen for you in a relationship, but also consider what you might like to bring to a relationship. Like, you know, if you have hard yeses and no's for how other people should be or not be, it's like have those same things going on for you. What kind of partner are you? What kind of partner do you wanna be? How do you wanna show up? What are your rules? Like pay attention to those this full moon and do it actively. Because the thing is, is like with Leo, like with this dynamic is like, you know, if you don't ask yourself if you don't consult yourself and ask yourself, like, you know, what kind of partner could I be better? And you're just paying attention to how other people could be treating you. What you're going to find out very quickly from the other person is all the things that you could be doing better. And you could have beat them to that. <laughs> like, you know, so, so take stock. Take stock of the way that you are showing up in your relationships. And also, most importantly, take stock of how you show up in relationship to yourself. Mm. Like, you know, how are you treating you? Do you greet you each morning? It's like, are you giving yourself the things that you need when you make mistakes or when things don't go the way that you want them to go? How are you communicating with yourself? Because the screaming, the cussing, the Leo fit. It's like, you know, if you wouldn't have someone else talking to you like that, like, why do you receive that sort of treatment from yourself? It's like that, that fuck didn't go nowhere. That's you saying that to you. You had to hear that. Yeah. So, you know, honor, honor that. Like, you know, Leo, pay attention to the relationship, how you're showing up in a relationship with others, but especially how you are showing up in a relationship to yourself. Be sweet with you. Stroke your Leo mane. Like, you know, make sure you have all the things that you want for yourself. Give them to yourself. 
So then we have Virgo. <clears throat> so for Virgo, this is an interesting time period. This is, um, you know, this is going to be for Virgo. This is this is Virgo's in their own back sort of dealing in Aquarian energy. Aren't they always? Because sixth from Virgo is Aquarius. So the sixth house of Virgo rising is Aquarius. The sixth house is naturally ruled by Virgo. So it's like, you know, this gives Virgo an opportunity to get a little more suit, a little more into the critical details. It's like, Virgos, how are your, how are your days scheduled? Something I've been saying to people a lot lately is that if you wrote down your schedule for a person, your genuine and your honest schedule, if they read it, they should have a pretty decent idea of who you are. It's like, you know, they won't know all of your details, but they should have an idea of who you are. They should be able to see in a day what you do, like, you know, how, you're, how you take care of yourself, what you prioritize. It's like, because what we spend, because, you know, how we, how we spend our days is our practice. Like, you know, Virgo rules practice. And so it's like, you know, we all have one. Like, you know, people say they don't like to practice. Oh, I don't like to practice. We all practice. We all do something very, very, very regularly. We all do something so often that we're like professional level at it, even <laughs> if it's bullshit. It's like, but we all do something regularly. And so if what you're doing on a regular basis, if your day-to-day -day practice isn't reflective of who you would like to say that you are, then maybe we need a change of schedule. Maybe we need to spend our time differently. Maybe we need to practice being the person we'd like to be. Like, you know, and then, then that will show up in our day-to-day -day schedule. So for Virgos, it's like, you know, this is a good time to update your schedule. It's like, you know, maybe the schedule that you've had and that you've been following because you've been used to doing that no longer looks like who you actually are. Mm. Like, you know, so go ahead and check in with that. If it is, there are always notes, just a little tweak here, a little tweak there. Maybe it'll be a big change. But essentially for the Virgos, you want to make sure that you're organizing your day in such a way that like, you know, you're practicing what you preach. You're practicing what you value. It's like, so if your, your schedule looks like a bunch of shit you don't value, again, change it, update it, upgrade it, amend it. <clears throat> so then we have Libra. So this is a fun time for Libra. It's a fun time for air signs. Like, you know, whenever the sun is in your element, it's going to be a fun time for you. Lucky time. And so for Libras, it's like, this is a really good time for romance and dating. This is a really good time for creativity, for fun, for Ooh. being loud, colorful, and audacious. <laughs> like, you know, so tell your story. It's like, be exciting. If you feel like your life is like, you know, if, if you're unhappy, it's likely because your, your life is not going the way that you want it. And if your life's not going the way that you want it, then you could be doing something differently than you're doing today. <laughs> Libra. You benefits is like, you know, have fun, prioritize the fun, prioritize the good time. Because another thing is, is like, you know, if you make everything fun, you'll want to do it. If you make your chores fun, you'll do them. If you make learning fun, you'll learn a lot. Like, you know, if you make your work fun, you'll do your work. So it's like, you know, and, to, and really the only way we can make a thing fun is by getting creative. It's like, you know, put your mind to it. It's like, it'll look different for you than it would look for me. It's like, but there's something that would make this more enjoyable. Always be willing to ask that question if you're unhappy. It's like, damn it, what would make this a good time? Like, you know, and don't put limits on it. Like, you know, maybe it's a specific kind of drink you might want. Maybe you want to be wearing a certain set of clothing. <laughs> maybe there's a scent that really just like, you know, gives you the zhuzh. It's like, mm -hmm. but whatever you need to, to, to add a little razzle-dazzle. <laughs> a little sparkle to your day-to-day -day life, do that. Like, you know, that's what this full moon is shining on for you. It's like, you know, letting you know, have fun, girl. 
(laughs) (laughs) I know a few Libras that will love to hear that. Mm -hmm. And so then we have Scorpio. So for Scorpio, this is more of a challenging time. Like, you know, so for Scorpio, a lot of the emphasis now is going to be on like, you know, home. Home on your on your mind, on your mental condition. So for Scorpio, now is gonna be a good time to be asking yourself, like, you know, if I got what I wanted, would I be in the mental condition to actually receive it? Ooh, I love that. Or would I break it down? Or would I question it every step of the way? Or would I not believe I deserve it? It's like, because if what you want shows up today and you can't receive it, what good is that? Right. It's like, and really, I often talk about this between like, you know, the dynamics of the sun and the moon. The sun is the energy that is going to generate creation. The sun is the life energy. The sun creates things. You can manifest anything that you want with the solar energy. It's like, but if your lunar energy, your moon, which rules your mind, is not in the condition to receive the gift of the sun, then it doesn't matter that you created it. It just doesn't matter. So you know what this reminds me of, right? There is a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, Oprah's friend. And she writes about, right? She writes about creativity being a force and energy from the universe. That if you're Mm -hmm. not, if you come up with an idea, but you're not open to create it, it will flow past you and land on somebody else. And it's their yeah. idea. And I was like, when I read it, I was like, ooh, clutch my pearl. Like, that, they didn't steal your idea. You were not open for it. Different. 100%. And I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but I was watching Black is King. Ooh, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it's, it's incredible. So it's incredible. It blew my mind. It's like, but Beyonce said something in it. I think I'm pretty sure it was for the beginning. It was also a Virgo. <gasps> yes, she is. She's a Virgo, but she's mostly Libra. She's Virgo Sun, Libra Ascendant, Libra Venus. Um, is she Libra Mercury? I think she's also Libra Mercury and she's Libra Pluto. <laughs> but um, she said very, she, again, this isn't a quote because I don't remember exactly what she said, but she said life is a gift. Like, you know, and something to the effect of like, you know, best left at the doors of the mind. Like, you know, ultimately to explore. Like, and that's the sun and the moon. Sun gifts us with life. The moon is our mind. If we don't choose to be grateful for the gift of life, it'll pass us by and we will not enjoy it. (laughs) Yes. I love that. So for Scorpio, right. So it's like for Scorpio, this is, this is the time of year because we all get this time of year. This just happens to be the time of year for Scorpio. We'll all get a month of this kind of reflection. But Aquarian season for Scorpio, yeah, that's that time. It's like, you know, it's time to decide, like, you know, am I in, am, am I in good? Am I an excellent mental condition <laughs> to, to be happy, to create, to live the life and to make the life, to tell my story? Like, you know, am, am I in that condition? And if I'm not, now is my opportunity to heal. Like, you know, and the thing is, I don't remember who said it. Ugh, I don't remember who said it, but um, they said, in order to heal, you must feel. <laughs> mm, you gotta move like, through oh, it. Don't. Mm-hmm. We don't get the option of healing and then saying, but, but like, you know, brushing past the pain. Pain is a thing of life. Pain doesn't mean you did a thing wrong. Pain means you're alive. Suffering might mean you're doing something wrong. <laughs> it's right. like, because suffering is a choice. But pain is not something that we can help. Pain is not something that we, we can avoid. There's no, there's no such life that we could live like that, that now we're painless. 
Right. Like, you know, I could never live in such a way that now I don't experience pain. People don't get to do that. Like, you know, we'll be done with pain when we're dead. Who knows what's after that? Like, you know, right. And so the next sign we have is Sagittarius. And so for Sagittarius, this is a good time to sort of like, you know, explore your interests. Like, you know, your small interests, not like, you know, because Sagittarius is, is the macro thinker. They're the ones who are into philosophy and into sociology, again, looking into how people like, you know, operate on the, in the large scale of things. It's like, but this season is a good time for Sagittarius to get more into like, you know, their trivial bag. Like, mm. you know, so it's like, if you have any interest that like, you know, maybe you've just wanted to explore and haven't, look into that. Watch that docu-series. Like, you know, fall down that rabbit hole on YouTube. It's like, talk to the people around you. Like, you know, and, it, you know, we happen to be in a time where it's a little bit difficult to talk to, <laughs> to strangers. It's nice. Like, but like even on the internet, like, you know, take more time to, to get acquainted. It's like, this is a good time for Sagittarius to like, you know, um, sort of spread their small network circle, like, you know, to, to meet new people in their day-to-day -day life. So if your day-to-day -day life is happening on the internet, you know, maybe chatting with some of the people you see regularly, some of the faces that are more familiar, you know, get acquainted, talk, chat, ask questions. This is really just a good time for Sag to, to like, you know, to, to discover new things. Like, you know, but more in a small, curious way, not in the, like, you know, I have to travel across the world <laughs> to go find something new. No, for that right now, it's more like, you know, look into the small things in your life. Like, you know, the, the little things that make you curious. If it, if it lights a little fire, you don't know why, explore that. Like, you know, really it's just about being curious, being inquisitive and learning just a little bit more. It's a pretty lighthearted time for Sagittarius. Mm. So then we have Capricorn. <clears throat> Right. And so mm -hmm. for Capricorn, this time period is a lot is going to have a lot to do with self-esteem for Capricorn. It's like, you know, it's very much like, you know, do I feel valuable? <laughs> do I feel valued by the people like, you know, that, that I'm in interaction with? Do I feel like what I've been doing in a material way, the things like, you know, that I've been collecting? Do I feel like they reflect who I am, where I'm at, what I'm doing? If the answer is yes, remain steady. <laughs> continue continue upon your course. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, think very Taurus. Like, you know, just keep grazing and, and moseying in this direction. Go ahead and go slow because we're in a good place. <laughs> like, you know, but if you feel like you need a little bit of change, you know, go ahead and lift the head and say, maybe the grass is greener right over there. And get over there. <laughs> Like, you know, decide, like, you know, a little bit at a time. Like, you know, it's like with, with things in your life. It's like, do I value this person? Mm. <laughs> you know, when I'm talking, when, when we're communicating, do I like this? Like, do I treasure this? Is this something I want more of in the world? <laughs> yeah. Because if the answer is no, then you don't appreciate it. And this might not be something that you need growing in your garden. Maybe you could gift this back to the universe. Because similar to what you were talking about uh, a moment ago, it's like, you know, just like this could be an idea that you don't want anymore. Let it lift up and go to the next one. It's not yours. That it's confidence like it's is huge. Like, I, I feel it. Like, as uh, Gia Gunn said, I'm just feeling my oats lately. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, my confidence is higher than it's ever been. And, I, and it's because I 
the universe took things away and I took things away and I just stripped down to nothing and mm. am like, oh, that's what it feels like to love myself. Oh, I forgot. And what it sounds like, it sounds like the I saw, I saw an image in my head as you were describing that. And it's like, you know, because the authentic energy, the confidence is the sun. It's like, well, what ends up happening to so many of us as people is like, you know, something will happen, cloud over our sunshine. Something will happen, cloud over our sunshine. Something has told us that we should be this way, cloud over our sunshine. And it sounds like you removed the cloud. Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, here I am. Well, and there's, <laughs> I, I feel like the I'll ask for something from the universe and the universe will give it to me, but then she will also throw in some distractions to see how mm -hmm. serious I am. Right. It's like, did she, did she really want what she ordered on the menu? And oh, finally, I'm not distracted. And I feel like I get distracted really easily. I don't know if that's my Leo or whatever in there, but I'm like all over. I'm a multitasking queen, but now I'm not distracted. And I'm like, oh, this is what I want. This mm -hmm. is why I'm happy. This is how much I love myself. Oprah uh, once read a poem. Oh, this is something I talk about all the time, but I went to her tour once the tour that she like 10 years ago, she did this tour well mm -hmm. life tour. And she read a poem by Derek Walcott. That is still a poem. I read once a week to myself, hearing Oprah 40 feet from me, reading me a poem, telling me to shut my eyes. She read it to thousands of us, but I took it as me. I mean, you're the and, center of your world. Right. She was reading to me. We're friends. She was reading to me. She was reading to you guys too. But, but just because I said she was me. reading to me doesn't yeah. mean that's untrue. But she <laughs> said, she said, um, find yourself and become that best friend that you sacrificed for another. The friend that's known you the longest. Mm. And I was like, oh, Oprah, you know me. <laughs> right. But I think that that, especially all of those of, of us earth signs that are givers and we're fixers and we do all of this for other people that we don't remember ourselves. And so I love mm -hmm. that. So I know this whole podcast is not about my sign, but I enjoy hearing it. I feel it. Like, you know, and you pulled this together. So you get, you get your flowers. Fun as fuck. She's just there. Yeah. You know, here we are. Like, so, yeah, so for, for the Capricorns, this is very much about, like, you know, deciding whether or not you feel like you're living a life that you value and, and also whether or not you feel valued the way that you might like to living the life that you live, like, you mm -hmm. know, in relationship to people, in relationship to your material possessions, like in relationship to how you're valued at work, all of these different things, like, you know, and ultimately the goal is to, like, you know, come to the realization of, yes, I like the way this is going or no, I don't. Like, you know, in the varied answers that could come between that. Maybe I like 90% of it, but tend to change. And now I do, yes. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So that's essentially what the Capricorns are going to be, what this full moon is bringing to the Capricorns. Like, you know, and the beauty of the full moon is it's momentous. Like, you know, we feel the weight of the full moon really for a couple of days, but the energy that it brings changes how we flow moving forward. So it's like uh, the full moon brings realization because the, the moon represents, again, our mind. So when the moon is full this area of our life we're coming to full realization about like we have all the light that we could get like you know right here in this spot right. <clears throat> so for aquarius this time is about identity like you know whenever the sun moves into your own sign or wherever you have an abundance of stars a lot of this is going to be about how you identify so for aquarian people with like you know this full moon being in the sign of aquarius this is going to illuminate how you might be feeling about yourself like, you know, how you might be feeling about your quirks, your individuality, how you might be feeling about how you're different, 
Aquarian people a lot of the time are different from the people that they were initially raised by or around. Like, you know, it's almost like they're wired to be this way. It's almost like when you drop an Aquarian person in any particular setting, their setup, their DNA is to contradict that to some degree. And some of them do it happily and some of them do it subconsciously and then wonder why nobody gets them. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's the Aquarian struggle. They're the natural hipsters of the Zodiac. And so this full moon can be hiding that. Mm -hmm. it's, it can be hard to place an Aquarian until you know that because it's like, they don't act like even each other. It's like, yeah, it is very so real. different mm -hmm, from wherever they're at. So that's kind of how you can learn to spot an Aquarian. Is like, you know, if, if a popular thing them. is happening, <laughs> exactly. But it's like the popular thing is happening and they go left, that might be the Aquarius. If everybody likes Starbucks, but they have to have coffee bean, might be an Aquarius. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like Aquarius is the one that sees the thing as popular and then it's just kind of like, but I'm going to do it different. <laughs> I don't like it because it's popular. Right. Exactly. Everybody has skinny jeans. I'm going to wear the most loose fitting clothes I can find. Like... And then what ends up happening is that people will see Aquarius being unique and different, and then they'll like it, they'll start asking questions, and then Aquarian stuff will become popular, and Aquarius will leave it. Like, right. uh, like uh, oh my God, too many people. Too many people are on this. <laughs> like, and they'll go start a new thing. So essentially, this full moon is spotlighting the Aquarian identity. So it's like, you know, if you're an Aquarian who feels very happy with yourself right now, the full moon will have you seeing that. You'll just be feeling like, oh. I feel so good about me and what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, but if you don't, the full, you'll fully realize like, oh my God, like, you know, this stuff I've been doing, like, you know, maybe I've only been doing it to be different. It's not authentically who I am. It's like, as Aquarius can run into that problem. It's like, you know, Aquarians can run into the problem of just wanting to shock people and be different. And then in that process, like, you know, not really knowing, like, you know, oh, what works for me? Like, you know, what do I actually like? Because the odds are they are very different. It's like, but if they don't take the time like anybody else to figure that out, the way that they could show up in the world is like, I'm just going to do this for shock value. I'm just going to be this way to contradict you. <laughs> like, you know, and then beat you at it. Like, you know, so Aquarius, Aquarius can be, um, you know, a very interesting sign. So, you know, depending on where you're at as an Aquarian, like this full moon will be either like for everyone else, very comfortable or uncomfortable, but it's an opportunity to like, you know, take full realization and responsibility for what you've been growing in your garden and to decide whether or not you'd like to eat it or give it back to the universe. Mm. It's like, I don't want this. <laughs> this is, this is not for me. This. Feed this fruit to them over there. I yeah. saw them eating it. They clearly loved it, but I don't need it here. It's too popular. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> I've seen this in too many. I don't like right. avocados anymore. Everyone's eating Damn them. it. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have Pisces, the final sign. And so for Pisces, this energy is very much going to be about like, you know, release. Like, you know, and this is, this is so both Virgo and Pisces are in situations that are um, more, um, they, they can deal with these. <laughs> like, you know, Virgo can deal with like, you know, the, the organization, the update to the, to the organization, to the schedule and things that Virgo is going to have to be doing. Pisces is in their bag where they're going to be allowed to release something. Um, like, you know, Pisces, before they understand that, like, you know, they're the most evolved water sign, and it really is their job to sort of just process through these emotions as they come and go, and to surrender to the universe, can feel very, very helpless. Mm. Can feel very much like, oh my God, I have no control. I'm so 
the fuck? And people just hurt my feelings. I'm a martyr. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm an empath. I can't, I can't take it. And, please you know, do Pisces voices all the time for me, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, with um, more mature Pisces, it's like, you know, there's very much like this, this, this calm. It's almost ghastly. Where it's like, you know, they can let go. <laughs> like, you know, they can release and they can move on. Pisces is a very spiritually evolved sign. And so it becomes important that they get used to releasing things materially. It becomes important that Pisces gets used to letting go. Like, because essentially it's like that's their job in the zodiac. They come right before the sign of Aries where new things begin. So Pisces is where things go to process out. <laughs> is where things go to get released. So it's like if you have a situation as a Pisces person where it's out of your control, you've done the things that you can do, like, you know, let it go. Like, you know, and if that means that you cry about it for a couple of days, good job. Like, you know, feel the emotions. It's like, but understand that you have exactly what you need to move forward. And that also, if you keep your arms open and you don't cling to things, things will go, but other things are will come. Like, you know, it's like, but what ends up happening is like, you know, if we try to cling to things that are going to go, we get dragged and then we get dirty and then we get bruised and then we have to heal. And then like, you know, and that healing doesn't have to happen in a way that's most productive. Like we could heal a little bit and always think it was that person's fault, which means we're still wounded and damaged. And that won't really fix itself until we choose to let that go. Let go of the anger, let go of the resentment, let go of the fact that you did this even though your intuition maybe told you not to. Forgive yourself, like, you know, and understand that you're gonna be allowed to have new experiences and that those experiences are allowed to be greater than the experiences you've had thus far, if you only believe it. It's like the, the second you believe you can't have that, you, you won't. That's the power of belief. And it's interesting, belief beats facts. It's like you could tell a person a true whole fact and they can look at you and say, I don't believe that. And that shit drives me nuts because I'm a Virgo. Because but it's still true for them. It's still true for them. It's like, I can tell them the facts and they could just say, well, I, well, you know, I just don't believe things that way. And I'm just like, what do you mean? It's a it's fact, like, bitch, listen. Well, and right. they say that, or people that go, we just need to agree to disagree. No, that actually doesn't work for me. No, I, we could just do the math. <laughs> We could let just me, Google let me our have words. Some receipts for you. You know, we could just Google our words and know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> we can just one plus one equals two. Or you could just approach people and go, "I'm a Virgo, so have your facts together." Or like people come to me or and do not engage. Right, people come to me and question me all the time, and I'm like, "I'm gonna." You get one warning, like one warning of I do not stand next to something unless I have receipts and facts. And so prepare yourself with all your receipts before you come for me for anything. Cause right. I will always be right. And if I'm wrong, I will apologize immediately. And same here, I can learn on the spot. Yes. I love a good, I love, I love a good um, crumb of information. Yes. <laughs> but if I know you're wrong and you don't, <clears throat> kills me. Yeah, that yeah, I can't I can't stand that agree to disagree shit. Especially if I know I'm right. right. I, I would benefit to mature in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will leave people say that Capricorns leave claw marks and things because we do it's just like I will white knuckle it and I'm the person that's dragged bruised like I will hold on mm -hmm. to something if I especially social justice wise 
I'll hold on to it. And then don't fuck with my family or somebody that I love because that is the end. And and I need to start doing that for myself. That's where I'm learning right now I in this that. space. Mm-hmm. Right now, right. I'm like, actually, I don't take care of myself the way I take care of others when they, people are fuck with them, but I'm starting it now. So now when people mm-hmm. fuck with me, I'm like, actually, you're cut off. You're done. I don't hate. There's no hate. You're just done because you wasted you my time. Here. Right. <laughs> you don't pay rent. There's no rent paid. So... You don't in my not in this head at least. So, but can you do me a favor and explain to people because I know there's people that don't know this, the difference mm-hmm. or how it rules us, the difference between your sun sign, your moon, and your rising. Just what those mean as far as a person goes. Right. So it's like we'll start off by talking about the sun because the sun is the center. Like you know when we imagine the solar system, like you see the sun at the center. Hell, it's called the solar system. The sun burped and created all these planets. Like, you know, so it's our great, 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 great. The sun is our soul. Like, you know, so it shows to come have a life, to tell a story. The sun is our creativity. It's how we shine. It's the love and the light that people are always talking about. Mm. And so our sun sign is essentially the story we came to tell. So I'm Virgo sun. That means my story is a story of service. My story is a story of health, of organization, purity. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) right. Like, but, um, you know, so like in your Capricorn son, so that means that your story is a story of responsibility, a story of resource, a story of ambition, legacy, time, hard work. Oh, I love the word legacy. I'm here for that word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about like, you know, the Capricorn story is about what's going to be here when you're not. Mm. Like once you're dead, what's the history? How did you change the world? How is it different than it was before you showed up? Like, you know, so the sun is our story. Like, and so the sun is where we're expected to learn to perform because, you know, we're the main character of our story. We must play our part. And so when sun goes into a certain sign, it's like, you know, there's an expectation to perform. Some of us will come naturally ready to perform our sun, given our moon sign and our ascendant. And then some of us will be like, why did I get this role? Like, I don't, I don't identify with this. I don't identify with being a Gemini sun. <laughs> You know, and a lot of that will come from your moon sign or your ascendant. So your moon sign is your mind. Your moon is your brain. It's the way that you process information. It's your condition. It's the way that you reflect on the, on the story that the, your son is telling. So your son is telling a story. Your moon is how you feel about it. Like, so if your son and your moon aren't really in signs that like each other or aren't in like, you know, comfortable position, the way that you feel about your son or your story or your, your own energy, the way that you create or express could be challenged. Mm. Like, you know, or it could be very much like the, the moon is like, I feel at home in the way that you came to tell this story. So it's different for all of us. Again, our moon is our brain. It's the way we reflect. It's our conditioning. So it's like, you know, your moon is your mind. So, for example, I'm Virgo sun. I'm here to tell a story of service. Purity. And <laughs> I'll never not laugh at that. <laughs> Because purity is such a fun word. And the way it that is, I know all language. my Virgos, I'm like, you ain't pure. I know you. Like, mm-hmm. I read it. And it's because Virgos have the story that like gives them an opportunity to clean things up. Mm-hmm. So like the, the, you can't have like, you know, a squeaky clean story because your job is to clean. <laughs> so yes. it's like, you know, Virgos have stories that look very dirty so that they will get good at the performance of cleaning, of purifying, mm-hmm. of fixing, problem solving. It's like, you know, sure, the counter was dirty when I got here, but what does it look like now? 
<laughs> like, you know, that's, that's the idea of Virgo. And, but I'm Aries moon. So it's like, you know, my soul is like, we have to come down here to clean that shit up. Like, you know, the way people have been living. My God. <laughs> but then I have Aries moon. My, my brain is an Aries brain. So it's like, while I'm here to clean up and to do all of those things, I have a spicy mind, very active mind. It's like, you know, oh, I want to get into some things while I'm here. Maybe a little more rough than, a, than the typical Virgo. It's like, because my mind is ruled by Mars. Like, you know, so I'm coming to live like, you know, a life that's a little bit prim and a little bit clean it up, but my mind is aggressive. Like, you know, and I have the mind that likes to break things. I so love like, that part of my mind as my Aries moon. You know? I didn't know that. So I love that. That's right. where my impulse comes from then. Exactly. Exactly. And so you have an interesting situation as well, being an earth sign sun with an Aries moon. <laughs> It's like an Aries and Capricorn do what's called a square. They create a 90 degree angle to one another. Mm. But that's the more appropriate. This one would be Aries. This one, oh, this, she can see me, y'all can't. <laughs> uh, this one would be Capricorn. <laughs> but, um, you know, so they create that 90 degree angle, which, you know, could be used as like a step, like, you know, to climb higher. Yeah. It could look like a wall where it's just kind of like, mm. I'm trying to do this and you're trying to do that. And what, how do we make this work? So it's like your Capricorn energy is going to be really positive for framing out structures, for setting up plans, for creating, um, you know, like a, a blueprint for the way that you might like to operate over a course of years. Aries is going to be really good at activating that plan. Yeah, executing. Plan. Right. It's like, but the only thing with Aries is that like we have to watch Aries impulse. So it's like we have to keep Aries excited about the plan and not about other things. <laughs> Like, you know, Keep and it. that's the focus, focus, focus. Right. <laughs> and so Aries moon people, you know, we can be very impulsive. We are, you know, lusty. <laughs> it's like if a thing can distract, it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a really fine person energy Ooh. body. Like, I am, I am, I, I'm a, I'm totally useless when that happens. I'm like, <laughs> anything like, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, same. It's just kind of like, you know, that gets all the attention. So it's like, we have to, we have to make sure that our earthy plans look as good as the people we're attracted to. It's <laughs> a dress it up. Like, you know, and that'll keep us excited and on track. It's like, but then we have the ascendant. Your ascendant is what holds both your sun, your core, your soul, and your moon, your mind. Your ascendant holds those inside a body. Your ascendant mm -hmm. is your body. <laughs> Like, you know, it's your physical form. It's your identity. So your son was like, bitch, I want to live. And I want to do it as a human. So it shows your ascendant. It was going to say, I'm going to have an Aries body to Pisces body. Anything in between. Which one do I want this time? Like, you know, I'm coming to tell, like, you know, for me, my son was like, I'm going to tell a Virgo story. I've already chose an Aries moon. What kind of body will we come in? It shows the opposite body of my mind. So it's like Libra. <laughs> So I, my Virgo son was like, I'm going to have an Aries moon, hot and spicy, and a Libra body. Cute. Cute and charming. Cute. Cute. <laughs> because Venus, I mean, because Libra is ruled by Venus. And so, you know, hello, all of my Libra ascendant people. Mm -hmm. Venus is our ruler, and we're charming, and people want to give us things. Come here for but you know your ascendant again it's your physical body so the planet that governs your ascendant is going to be your chart ruler like you know so that planet then has control over 
all of the human things. Oh. Everything you do as a human person, <laughs> like, you know, will be affected by this planet. So for me, that's Venus. What's your eighth, your Leo? Your Leo is in it, right? And that's why I just like to make like big hair and I like to make a yes. statement with my clothes and my tattoos. Yes, Leo energy. So Leo is in it makes for a person who's loud in their body. Like, you know, so for example, the way that that would show up, I saw a meme. And a meme like I've seen one for Leo and for Scorpio and they were perfect. By the, the way, for now, on, now that we're friends on all Instagram, even my private one, you can send me all the memes for astrology. I love them. I will absolutely do it, especially the ones that are hilarious and very accurate. So it's like, this was one of them. There was a person and they were like, oh my God, how do you know I'm Leo Ascendant? And it was just like their silhouette and it was just the sun. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine someone carved a silhouette out of the sun, just a glowing silhouette. It's all Ooh, yellow and bright. I love that visual mm -hmm. though. I was, once, I was once told by an ex-lover that I, they were like, I'm never going to tell you that you're too much. I'm never going to tell you a lot. You're a lot. But I will tell you that every time you enter a room, you bring everything you have and you are everything. And it's, it's, a, it's magnetic. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I like that description. It was like, oh, because mm -hmm. I do. It's either everything or nothing. I actually don't do halfway ever. And that makes a lot of sense. And it's because like Leo is the sun. So it's like when you enter the room, it's like the sun is rising. Ooh, yes. And Please do that every time I enter the room. <laughs> <laughs> when I enter the room, it's like the sun is rising. Mm -hmm. She's there for that. Yeah. And when you leave, it sets. Ooh, yes, <laughs> that's like gonna be a caption i'm gonna save that for something i don't know absolutely yeah so it's like you know so you're leo ascendant so essentially it's like you know you have the capricorn soul like you know your story this lifetime you have to perform capricorn it's like but because you're leo ascendant you have to perform you have to perform capricorn while you are leo <laughs> it's like so you have to, so essentially the way that I've been describing it to people lately is, is like, you know, your sun is your story. It's like your moon is how you feel about your story and your ascendant is who you are in your story. So it's like, you're living a Capricorn life. You're performing a Capricorn life, but you're doing it as a Leo because mm. you're Leo ascendant. So now like, you know, you have to be business minded. You have to be responsible. You have to be ambitious. Like you have to be concerned with time and, and um, um, with consequences. It's like, but you're doing that with, like, you know, while embodying Leah. She's going to do it, but she's going to be stylish while she does exactly. it. Exactly. Like, you know, with some flair, with some color. <laughs> yes. Well, color. She wears a lot of black, but she's changing more to white lately. So. Well, see, like, you know, and when I say color, I just mean drama. Oh, like, you know, so oh yeah. I have plenty. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of drama I'm opening. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah, so that's the sun, the moon, and the ascendant dynamic. Like, you know, so your ascendant becomes very important. So for you, the sun is a very important planet because it governs your body. So it's like when, whenever the sun changes signs, whenever the sun is making aspects, like, you know, you're more affected by that. Leo ascendant people are more affected by that than the average person or people who have a lot of Leo. Right. Like, you know, Leo ascendant or people who have predominant Leo energy will feel a lot of the effects of the sun. Okay. Versus people who are very Cancerian, people who are Cancer ascendant, who have a predominant amount of Cancerian energy, they're very affected by the moon. It's like people who have strong Taurus or Libra energy are affected by Venus. 
Like, you know, so all of the planets govern the zodiac signs. It's like you can mm. think of the planets as the gods or goddesses and the zodiac signs as the lands or the territories that they govern and move through. It's like, so a lot of people think like, you know, Aries is like the character or Aries is like, you know, the body that's moving. It's not. Aries is a land. It's like a planet is inside that land. Something is exploring that land. Like, you know, so for example, with you, your Capricorn sun. Sun was traveling through the land of Capricorn at the time of your birth. Mm. The degrees would tell you where in Capricorn the sun is at. Like, you know, there are 30 degrees. They, we could call those miles. There are 30 okay. miles of Capricorn. Woo. Your, your sun starts at zero degree, at, zero, at the zero mile, the zero mile mark. It's like, but by the time the sun finishes, it'll move to the 30, the 30 mile mark and move into a new sign. Got and it. so it's like all the planets are at a certain mile, a certain degree inside a zodiac sign. And that's how you know where that planet's at. Like, so I'm pretty sure your moon is at like 28 degrees area. Right. Like, you know, my moon is 17 degrees Aries. Mm. So they're 11 miles, 11 degrees apart in Got the it. land of Aries. So they're both in there. Right. It's like, they're not necessarily in the same part of the land. Right. Like, you know, so that's how planets like aspect. Like, so for example, if something is 18 miles into Aries and also 18 miles into Leo, the other thing's 18 miles into Leo, now the Aries and the Leo are connecting. Got if it. Anything in the 18th mile is going to collect with anything else in the 18th mile. And that's how we'll start to get aspects. So it's like between Aries and Leo, for example, because those are both fire signs, that's a positive aspect. 1818, that's called a trine between Aries and Leo. And then they'll create a lot of flow between these two energies, between these two bodies. So if it happened to be moon and sun, it'd be a lot, it would have a lot to do with our creativity and our feelings. Mm. Say it was Mercury and Venus. It would have a lot to do with communication in our relationships communication about our values like you know and and getting creative with those energies <clears throat> so all the planets communicate you are just the smartest person in this i'm just like i am my mind is blown i could talk to you for hours i don't want us to go to too long because your time I is you. very valuable but so this is what i want to do i want to ask you my lightning round questions but i also before we do that i want you to give me just an overview. We don't have to go sign by sign. An overview of this new moon coming up, what mm -hmm. we can expect, what we should prepare for energy-wise because of where the planets mm -hmm. are. And then we'll let people do their own research as far as where their sign goes to that. But the new mm -hmm. moon is on the 18th, and it's a new moon. Did you say it was in? Leo. Leo. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the new moon's in Leo. And so essentially that's going to be on the 18th, like you said, on Tuesday. And it's going to be exact at, I wrote this down. Let's see. The full moon is exact at, oh, too many notes. Here we are. The new moon. I said full. The new moon is exact at 7.41 p.m. West Coast time. So PST. Okay. Like, and <clears throat> essentially what we're going to want to be doing during the Leo new moon, like, you know, is, is setting our intentions to be authentic setting our intentions to be creative, to be bright, to be audacious, to tell the story of our lives. It's like the sun is in Leo presently, so we're getting a lot of that energy. But once the new moon rolls around, once the moon comes into the sign of Leo, it's like our mood will shift and it will align more with the Leo energy. New moons are good for planting seeds. Mm. So it's like you can think of like, you know, your astrology, your astrological chart as your astrological garden. Mm. The moon moves around that chart every four weeks. 
all the way around. It goes through every single sign, all 12. And so when the moon goes into a zodiac sign, the moon is kind of watering or nurturing that zodiac sign in your chart, watering and nurturing that house placement. So it's like every two and a half days, we get an opportunity to go into one of our houses, one of our different houses and go, hmm, how do I feel about the way it's going in here? It's like, and then we can clean it up. The beauty of a new moon is that the sun and the moon are together in a house placement. And we only get one new moon each zodiac sign about a year. Like we just had two in cancer. Like, mm. you know, that doesn't happen often. Yeah. But we had two in a row in cancer because of the way the degrees work out. That's a lot to explain. But <clears throat> the next new moon is going to be in the sign of Leo. And so we're going to get to plant a seed for Leo, a, a new seed. Like, you know, so if you don't feel good about your solar energy, about your Leo-based energy. If you don't feel like you have the ability to be courageous, to be charismatic, to, like, you know, to shine and to tell your story authentically, the new moon on the 18th is the time where you're going to want to say the prayer, to make the wish, to engage this new energy and to understand that you can be this person. It's going to look on you the way it looks on you. It's like, and you're going to get to know that as it shows up, but you're allowed that. You're allowed to be loud, audacious, creative, centered in your own story. And that's what this new moon is about. So it's like another thing that happens on this new moon is Venus will sextile the planet Uranus. Uranus is in the sign of Taurus. Venus is in the sign of Cancer. Essentially now what this means is that like, you know, we might see some sudden and radical changes to our relationships based on the way that we're feeling about people. It's like you may suddenly realize, I don't really like you. I don't like the way you talk to me. I don't value what you bring to my life. I don't, I don't really want to be doing this. And you might see that radical shift of people out of your life. You may also see a, a, you know, a radical shift of people that you do value, like or a sudden realization that there have been people around you that you do like, <laughs> that maybe you've not been honoring or that you've not mm. been appreciating. This next lunar cycle is going to give you an opportunity to really nurture your relationships in ways that maybe you haven't. It's like an also an opportunity to nurture you and your relationship with yourself and maybe ways that you have not already. It's like Uranus invites newness and invites updates and invites like, you know, amendments, upgrades. It's like, but a lot of the time, the way that it can feel is like shit just got really shaken up. <laughs> like, so because Venus is the one that's interacting with Uranus this coming new moon, imagine everything that Venus rules. Venus rules our finances, like, you know, our material gains, our ability to, like, you know, accumulate and to attract positive circumstances. Venus also rules how we connect with other people, whether or not things are fair, balanced, diplomatic, or charming. Well, Venus rules our relationships. When, you sh when Venus comes into contact with Uranus, all those things get shaken up. Imagine a snow globe. Mm -hmm. And then the stuff is going to, like, start to fall and settle, and it's going to look differently than it used to. And what you're going to find is that, like, you know, this thing that used to be right next to you, used to really like, now it's over there. And you might not want to go get it. Mm. Like, you know, you'll start to put your life, your Venusian life back together differently after it's been hit random. Like, you know, it's kind of like imagine someone hit shuffle on your relationship. It was like, oh, well, now this is your best friend. And now that, you know, it's like oh, Uranus neat. touching Venus kind of has that effect. Where it's like it's really going to randomize and shake up the way that you maybe have been doing relationships. And, you know, ultimately for the better, but immediate, like, immediately it might be a little bit shocking. So as you change and you become more authentic, expect that your relationships are going to change this cycle too. Wow. I love that. Well, I'm excited. I, um, I'm so grateful for your time before let's, well, let's do these, these lightning round questions first, and then we'll tell people where to find you. Let's. First of all, what is your favorite swear word? Hmm. 
Why didn't one just jump up? Uh, I will say, I think, I think ass. I think ass. ass. ass I would say 90% of the people say fuck. So I love a different one. <laughs> fuck wanted to come up, but for some reason it just wouldn't. Like it didn't feel, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. <laughs> ass. I like ass. I mean, I like ass. So that's good. You know? <laughs> Okay, right now, especially in the quarantine where everybody's practicing a lot of self-care, what is your go-to? Are you reading a book that you really love? Are you listening to, or maybe it's a music, an album that you can't put down? What What are you listening mm -hmm. to or watching? Okay, so I have two that are like I'm, I'm really into right now. I, I can't stop watching Black is King. Okay, that, <laughs> like, I'm so I've excited to see it. I've seen it a million times. And I'm also listening to The Ungodly Hour Still by Chloe and Hallie. That came out like a, like maybe a month ago now, but I'm still listening to that and I still love it. I don't know it, so I'm going to write it down because I want to listen yeah. to that. Chilombo is also really good by Janae Aiko. I, listen, I, that came out at the beginning of the quarantine and I have not stopped listening to it. What a yeah. phenomenal album. It's an amazing album. It's, it's a great body of work. So those three things really have my attention. Like okay. Black is King up top, after that Ungodly Hour, and then um, Chilombo by the Janae Echo. Janae is brilliant, brilliant. Mm -hmm. See, a Pisces okay. we like. What? <laughs> I said a Pisces we like. Oh, is she a Pisces? I love mm -hmm. that. Um, so, I would love it if you could just name like two people that have inspired you to be who you are. And I'm sure this next part won't be a problem that are not white heterosexual men. Yeah. Yeah. That's not hard for me. Yeah, okay. So, um, one, definitely Beyonce. I appreciate her hard work. I appreciate her love for her craft. I appreciate that she practices and that she shows up and she delivers. And that after that practice, she doesn't move in a way that suggests, no one else can be there too. She invites us all to come into our own greatness with her. So it's like, you know, she really inspires me. She's a Virgo sun, Libra ascendant, so am I. <laughs> so it's like, I see that. And then also Ianla Van Zandt. Like- I she love was, her. Mm -hmm. She was at that Oprah thing that I was at. Ah, that's so exciting. She said something so incredible to me, or to me. You, you see how I'm thinking everybody's talking to me. She said, she said, you can always be kind to people, but you don't have to be nice. Mm -hmm. That sat with me. I was like, she said, you don't have to like everybody. You don't have to be nice, but you have to be kind. And I was like, oh, because I tried to be mm -hmm. nice. To I, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. She is. I absolutely love her. Another Virgo. Really? She's, yeah, she's Virgo Sun, Scorpio Moon. Ooh, I need to find out all of the people that inspire me signs. You probably know them all. I need right. And so another one that's like us, Virgo Sun, Aries Moon is pink. Really? Mm -hmm. I, I heard Rihanna has the Aries Moon too. She does. And so does Angelina Jolie. Really? Tyra Banks. Oh, so all these little shitsters that I love. I'm a shitster, mm -hmm. so I get that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's 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 a few of us that are people that are, really that are not. Yeah, those Aries moons are just not afraid to fucking make some waves. Right, right. So yeah, Beyonce, Yama Van Zant. I think those are my two big ones. I love that. And okay, my, my last. My mother. And your mother. Oh, I love mm -hmm. that. That's good. That's a good one. Because I really didn't have any um anybody that I admired for most of my life, other outside of like my mom and my sister. Like they, they are very much like. You're lucky you have that though. Part of who I am, yeah. 
So the last question is, if you could go back in time and have lunch with yourself, what age would you be? And what would you, what would you say to yourself at what age? And more importantly, what would you two eat together? Oh, see, that's interesting. What would we eat together? Okay, so we would eat. Um, there's a there's a restaurant here in Vegas that I really like. It's called Kabuki, mm. and it's um it's a Japanese restaurant. I love teriyaki. Me so too. So we would have that. <laughs> we would have that, and I would choose to meet myself at 19. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I would choose to meet myself at 19, and I would I would let myself know that things aren't always going to look the way that they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to trust my own gut and my own intuition. And to not wait so long to start doing my astrology and tarot work. <laughs> I, I would have started that. doing that several years earlier if like, you know, if if I had a, if I was in a different condition, coming back to the moon sign. I wasn't in the condition to do it yet. That Saturn like, return. Know, Mm-hmm. Exactly. Saturn return is absolutely what did it. Like, you know, because the thing about Saturn's return is that like we get the ring of Saturn. It's like during your Saturn return, it's like you're not really going to be allowed to do <laughs> things that are outside of your quote calling this lifetime. Saturn is very much the um, like, you know, if you have a coloring book and people say, oh, it's a color in the lines. Saturn is the line. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. so if I'm going to create a picture that looks like any semblance of something. <laughs> It's like, then I need to work within this framework and Saturn's the framework. And during its return, Saturn really um, tightens, like, you know, the leaf. Tightens the reins, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, either you're about to do this or you're not. <laughs> like, we will usually figure that out at their Saturn return. So yeah, that that definitely like, you know, that got me on my path, but I would, I'd want to talk to, I'd want to talk to my 19 year old. So there, I'd have so much. <laughs> I know, right? I love that. I'm actually going to be thinking about that now. I think I might write about that in my journal. That was a really good question. Yeah, you should. It was asked to me once in an interview, and I didn't expect it, and I burst into tears. And it was so rich, because I don't cry like that in front of people. And I was like, (gasps) because I I told myself something emotional. And I think it's an important thing for us all to kind of reflect and and know Mm -hmm. where we are now versus where we were. And it also can make you proud of yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, you know, so speaking of reflection, reflection, like to reflect is a lunar thing. Like, you know, and the sun and the moon are like, you know, the two very, very, very important planets. Like if you don't know nothing about any of the planets, learn sun and moon first. Sun, because sun is how we'll find charisma, joy and creativity in the way that we tell our story and the way that we operate. Moon is how we heal. Mm-hmm. Moon is how we reflect on the story that we're telling. And if we don't reflect appropriately, then like, you know, we could damage ourselves and go on to continue to be hurt. So it's like reflecting is, is, is a thing that we would benefit to do very often. Like, you know, given that moon is our brain. <laughs> like when we don't reflect, we, we tend not to heal. Like that's where we have that opportunity. I love that. I love that. Xavier, I'm so happy that we did this. And it makes me, I'm so excited for people to hear this. It's so awesome. Tell people how to find you online and how they can book with you and get, and what services you offer. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Sleepy Moon Astro. Everything spelled, you know, normally. I'll put yeah, and I'll put it in the bio too. Okay, and so you can find me at Sleepy Moon Astro on Instagram or on Twitter, and like you know, from there you can find the link for my website and my bio, where you can go to you know select you know any of the any of the things that you might want. I offer um, regular natal chart readings, solar return readings 
transit readings where you can look into the past or you can look into the future. You can look into the present and see like, you know, sort of how things might be going for you. And then I also read tarot and there are different tarot spreads available. So it's like, if you don't know what you want, you can choose like, you know, a basic spread where it's just like tarot time, you can just ask questions. And then there are other, um, you know, options. Like, you know, for more specific things, like if you want to work with your creativity, I have a spread called the Manifestival, and it will help you decide what to create, Ooh. like, you know, and where to focus. If you need to heal or you need to process some feelings and maybe you don't even know what they are, it's like I have a spread called Moonshine Me, and we'll use the lunar energy to reflect on the things that you're feeling and use the cards to maybe direct us to the portals of your mind that maybe need a little bit of cleansing. Mm. So, yeah, you can find me at Sleepy Moon Astro. And the link is in my bio again. You can DM me if you have any questions. Mm, thank you again for being here. I'm so grateful. I am as well. Thank you for having me, Em. I love speaking with you. Maybe we'll do this again another time. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode and all the episodes. We hope you'll join and support us online in the Faces of Fortitude movement on Instagram at Faces of Fortitude on Facebook at Faces of Fortitude Portraits, and you can find me personally on Twitter at MaryAngela Abeo. If you'd like more information about the Faces movement or have an idea for a topic or person you'd like to see on the podcast, please email us at booking at facesoffortitude.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves and those around you. And by that, I mean, wash your fucking hands wear a damn mask, defund the police, basically continue fighting for the rights of black lives everywhere, especially black trans lives, and do your part to abolish all forms of systemic racism. I'll see you next time.